Welcome, welcome, <laughs> Thank welcome. You. Thank you. Um, did we get a yard about? No, I mean, at yeah. some point, yes. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Anish? Good to see you here. It's been a while. I've been hearing a lot of things about you, and she blames all a bad. lot. She blames a lot of things I'm on sure. you. Yeah. yeah. First of all, we all watch Anish. 1.7 million followers. It would have Whoa. had like 10 million followers if Instagram hadn't been bought by Zuckerberg. But never mind about that. That's a whole different thing. <laughs> yes. um, what I'd like to say is that this man is responsible for watch blogging. This man no. is responsible. Yes, you are. But you, ha you had to. Bit this of a shift in your career, right? But this yeah. man, but first of all, is the reason why watches then became on Instagram and the riches uh, and the, the risks happened and everything like that. And also, why the prices are so high. Oh no, you time. can't blame him. No, what about he made every watch how about, famous? How about no, I, COVID? I think that was COVID, a time. Yeah, yeah. Money, America printed yeah. trillions of dollars. That wasn't me. I didn't do that at home. Thank you. Okay, how did you start? Um, I started like early 2000s like being interested in watches oh it's so cool it's so nice oh, it's interesting I oh, see this auction result oh I didn't know a watch that was bought for $500 in the 70s could now sell for $200,000 and it was interesting for me so I started learning and researching and buying all these like reference books from like Japan and Italy that's the thing so. there's everyone always talks about like the educational aspect yeah, yeah, of it really it's, swatting up yeah, yeah it's super interesting but the, prob the problem was that, not a problem, but what I found was that everyone that I was talking to about watches was 20, 30 years older than me. Right. So me, I was like mid, late 20s at that time. And there was no one my age that I could talk to about watches. So I thought, okay, let me start a blog, maybe something a bit younger, you know, this type of thing. Like a more conversational language. So I started on Tumblr in like 2009, I think. He's showing his age. Yeah. Showing his age. Yeah. <laughs> and then after I found Instagram, I was like, oh, this is cool. It's like picture-based. and Yeah, I love it. That's why I was first into really, Instagram. You just went, I know you worked hard behind the scenes, but then all of a sudden Instagram just went like, that, right? Yeah, because you had fantastic content. It happened kind of at the right time. There was no strategy. There was no uh, thinking behind it. it was I like think because you come a, you come across as very genuine, so I think that's why, in terms of content, it works really well. I try. You know, it's it's kind of like I just figured that if I think something is genuinely nice or cool or interesting, then maybe other people will think the same. And the authenticity is a big part of yeah. what we do. I think you know we're not. You know, I'm not, we're not watch dealers, we're not, you know, it's not our interest to sell something to someone. So at least like the opinion is a bit more authentic. There's yeah. no like leverage behind it from that side of it. Yeah, so they we're trust you. Company, yeah. We, yeah, of course, you know, we have clients like this, but it, it's kind of, I had to make a decision when I was on my own um, back in the day about how to turn it into a business. Um, and it was more interesting to do like marketing strategy than it was to like sell watches. So, what's your biggest market in terms of followers? I don't know. Not really, you know, it's quite global. It's not really like how it used to be with magazines. It was like, oh, yeah, we're in all these hotels or we're in these airport lounges or whatever. With social media, it's like everywhere. So everywhere. Anyone with a phone, like anywhere in the world, is. I love that. How do you feel the watch industry has changed since you started? I think the awareness is a lot more. The awareness 
of the product is a lot more. The education is easier to access. Yeah. You know, you don't need to go and buy the books that I had to buy or go on like these very geeky forums that are very good and very credible and teach you a lot. But for, for someone that's just learning about watches, it's quite intimidating, right? So I think... And, and that word again, intimidating. And there's that cost element as well, I think, in yeah. terms of learning. Yeah. So I think, I think that access to information now, because of the way we as humans have evolved in how we process um, information. So you're an educator as well. Uh, I mean, like in the very vaguest term, maybe. Yeah. yeah. So what's your uh, how's your role changed from starting off about pictures and the market? So now you're much more into. Yeah, like we do a lot of brand strategy, communication strategy. Um, we kind of bridge from the brand to the end consumer, right? Because I'm a consumer. I understand. I've been buying watches. I've been collecting watches from when I was young and was working like for a very low salary until all these stages of my life until now so I understand that journey but I think as a collector I have a different mindset to maybe what an advertising agency would yeah. because I have like skin in the game as, as, yeah. as I like that skin yeah. in the game we all have some skin in the game so do you go to all the shows obviously what do you think of Dubai Watch Week oh, it's very cool they, 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 what do you like about it? Like, you know what I like here is that one, you're in a city that has a lot of facility, a lot of infrastructure. So Geneva is nice, but you have 10 hotels and 10 restaurants and that's it, you know, and the weather's not great. And, you know, it's like it's a bit awkward to get around. Whereas here, you come here, you have all this facility in DIC, walking distance. You have a lot of hotels. You have great weather. You want to go. You want to go here in DIC and go around, and then at, at like 3 p.m. go to the beach. You can do that. Yeah. You know the, the safety. Safe. Yeah. Is a very, very, very big thing, especially yeah. now with what's happening in Europe with yes. in Western yeah. Europe with the crime and, and so on. So on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Have you had any experiences of that? Uh, I mean, no touch wood, no. But um, people talk a lot about the community feel as yeah. well in terms of. Dubai watch week yeah yeah I think I think it's a really nice place for for people to come and they know they're gonna meet their friends they might only see them two three times a year at a show like this so it's a good reason for people to travel good excuse to come to Dubai and but also I feel everybody's very chilled out here even the CEOs they're very relaxed here yeah. it's a different atmosphere do you think that yeah I think it's a little bit less corporate they have all these like panels and educational elements to it and it's quite inclusive right you just need to register inclusive yeah, definitely. That's the word. So, it's not like like Watches and Wonders is a very B two B platform. Yeah. It's like either you're a retailer or a distributor, or you're like VIP press, and that's the only way you can get in. Or you have two days at the end where where you can pay two hundred francs and buy a ticket. But it's very business to business transactional. And it's also a lot about selling there, isn't it? It's about yeah. Whereas here, it's kind of like you register your name, come in, walk around. You know, so like me as like an eighteen year old. It was like, oh, you know, I really like this watch, but I don't want to go into the shop because I yeah. feel intimidated to go in, right? Yeah. It's like Good all point. people in suits and, you know, I don't have the money. They're going to think I'm wasting their time. So you have this real, you know, like scare factor of going in and trying to learn about stuff. So you stop yourself from learning about it. Yeah. Whereas here, I think they try to make it a lot more educational. You know, you see kids and actually, last them. night, we saw a bunch of 16, 17 year olds and they were like, we're here because we love watches. Yeah. That's, that's cool, right? Yeah, very cool. Yeah. I, I've got a silly question for you. Yeah. What's the man's starter pack? 
men start like, yeah um, <laughs> like name three watches that you would I don't know you know it really depends I mean you need a Rolex I suppose Submariner Daytona I don't know I mean I, I would say a vintage Rolex is more cool than a modern one yeah I like that uh, I actually think a Santos is a good man Santos is a nice yeah. like yes you know, the thing is, like, it's such a personal choice, right? Yes, of It's a course. very emotional thing. Of you don't course. need the watch to tell you the time. If I want to know the time, I'll pick up my phone. Yeah. yeah. So, um... Oh, that's interesting, actually. And he's just had a very important message that he needs to read. Uh, that is my wife. Oh, <laughs> oh that is important. That is important. How are the girls? They're good. Anish has two lovely girls. A little baby. A lovely baby. And also his wonderful wife, which we love. Yes. Are they, both, are they here with you in Dubai? No, they're not, unfortunately. Oh, they're probably going to go away uh, for New Year's. What? Why do you think there's though? Okay, forget the men's man start. But why do you think there is a bromance between initially men and watches? I think it's like an expression, right? It's like, <clears throat> sorry, it's it's hard, yeah. I think I think like it's it's something that's kind of an extension of your personality or a conversation starter in some ways. You know, I've been at restaurants. I've been, oh, that's, that's a cool watch. You know, that's true that's actually. So like, you know, for a guy, you don't really have I mean, apart from handbags. I'm stealing that, by the way. He's got a handbag. I'm still. So <laughs> whatever. You don't really have so much <laughs> that you can express yourself with. True. Right. So you have your shoes, your car, but you can't take your car into a restaurant. No, you, you can't. can't take your art. Some people do. You can't take your art collection into a restaurant. You can take your watch. So yeah. the watch speaks volumes. That's the watch kind of says something about you, I guess. You know. Also, you know, there's obviously in the last few years, like people are so much more aware about the asset value, the tangible and enjoyable asset value of a watch it's something that you can own and you can use and you can wear but it still has a residual value to it you know do you do you think the now people are buying just so that they can make money from it do you think that's taking the fun think, out of I the watch a lot of people yeah I think I think it opened a whole new avenue or a whole new corridor of people that are like oh wow this is like a stock market product yeah so it's like you buy a, a, a Nautilus um, annual calendar for I don't know what the retail is $50,000 but the market is like 120 or 130 so let me make a relationship let me buy this and it's worth so much so there's a huge number of people that jumped in that were liquid let's say at that time yeah the crypto boys or, or borrowed money or whatever like yeah oh, absolutely this money into this and whatever so do you think it's ruined the market I think from a purist point of view it probably took away a lot of allocation for people that actually genuinely like the watches and want to own them and want to wear them and want to buy them and collect them <laughs> so you know from that point of view yes but I think in the end you know if any sector is going to become popular then you have to also allow people to come in and learn about it themselves in their own way and you're going to get people that will transact or leverage it in a way that they think is interesting for them. Yeah. Can I ask you about fakes? You, there's been a lot of things about yeah. fake watches and more and more famous people are, are sporting them and it actually they're thinking it's more acceptable. What do you think about that? Why? I don't know. I don't think it's I don't think they think it's acceptable. I think like someone probably tells them, hey, no one can tell the difference between this and a real one. So why are you gonna spend thousand dollars on one? But they obviously don't know, right? So they're not educated. They don't know that you can tell the difference between it. Yeah. Um, 
I think I think you know the thing is as as someone that had to work very hard to buy certain things or uh, and then be able to buy it as a celebration of yeah I love an that. achievement or of a milestone in your life or whatever yeah it's a bit like I don't want to say offensive but it's like I don't want to be at dinner you know next to someone that's sporting a break yeah I'm, bra- I'm bra- it bragging it as well yeah it's pretending yeah completely, I completely I, I, agree with you I have there. a question so something I've noticed um, in the fair because it's my first time is there's a lot of talk between like those that are really interested in the technical technical side and those really interested in the stories yeah. storytelling side yeah. I think there's only one so far that we've really chatted to that's enchanted me I would say in the Van Cleef Van Cleef okay. um, okay. they've got some watches you have to go and check them out wonderful wonderful chat with Pascal okay. um, so what are you drawn to you mentioned vintage is that because of the storytelling I'm really or eclectic honestly my taste is like all over the place so I like vintage I like you know history or whatever you might call it but I love modern watches also I love interesting complicated ways of telling the time yeah you know whether it's something like MBNF or All Work one of these independent brands that really like push the envelope yeah we saw a couple of those great ones you know, or like Google's making like 100 watches a year and the finishing is like incredible. But also, you know, it could be something like very basic. It could be like, I don't know. For me, it's like, it's not not to cheapen it, but it's like, it's a it's like the way I would dress. You know, one day I'll come in a t-shirt, one day I'll wear a suit. It's yeah. very different. And that's the way it should be. Yeah. So in your collection, what's your favorite watch? Do you have one? Uh, I mean, not not singularly. I would say like it depends on the mood, depends where I'm going, depends who I'm meeting. Like, is that, oh, is that person I'm meeting today? Maybe, maybe they're gonna find this. Well, he made a very I've, special watch. You made today. a very special watch today. <laughs> to meet us. I'm hoping not just to come to the fair. What t-shirt. you're wearing? It matches the t-shirt. Uh, so it's like a customized Nautilus in like white ceramic. Very beautiful. <laughs> Lovely. I do we'll catch that. And, and then for those wanting to jump in. Yeah. Like into the sort of collection world, what what do you think is the best entry level watch? You know, it's not really it's it's a difficult question to answer, right? It's like what, yeah. what is the reason for you collecting? Are you collecting for the residual value? Are you collecting because you're really interested in watches? Are you collecting because I don't know, you have some affinity to a brand? I, th- I think it's for someone that really wants to be able to cherish that watch at moment, yeah, and then just have that that they can then hand down like as an 18th birthday present it's really tough you know it's like it's such an emotional purchase it is an emotional purchase it's completely irrational because you don't need to buy an expensive watch there's no value that's true thank you for saying that thank you you for saying that it's not food it's not water it's not shelter it's not something that you need but from like an emotional point of view or consumption point of view you kind of you as humans you have this desire to consume Yes. Or celebrate or something, right? So from that point of view, yes, maybe. But then it's like, you know, what what is it that you're gonna buy and you're gonna enjoy in twenty years or yeah. give to your children or give to yeah. your brother or dad, I don't know. Yeah. So, Tra- traditionally it always seems in the Arab world the Rolex. Or the Patek. Or the Patek. 
So can I ask you? Um, can I ask you? Holy Grail watch. Yeah. The Holy Grail watch for you. Um, While he's on his grail. phone, his no, his wife's he's in big trouble with his wife. Yes, and that was my husband. And that was the delivery boy. <laughs> Tell me, the Holy Grail watch. Holy Grail watch. It kind of changes all the time, right? It's like, one day it'll be like, oh, I really love this Patek, or I really love this vintage, like, 6270 Daytona, hand-wound, yellow gold. I've no idea what that means. With, uh, made, made primarily for the... Watch former Sultan of Amman. Yeah. Oh. God rest his soul. God rest his soul. He um, did have some great watches. He was an amazing collector. He had an incredible collection. Something like that. It could be something. It could be something. I don't know. It changes like all the time. Honestly. Okay. And if you had to pick an independent to watch now yeah. for someone coming up, up and coming, not MBNF, or say okay. these people, not FB join. These people are already at the top. I think of it. you know. You look at you look at brands like Acrivia have grown so big, so quickly you look at um, Simon Brett who's like oh, super yeah. hype right now um, I think what's happened is this shift in the last three years of watches being like such a tangible collectible asset and then the market like slowing down and then people be like you know what I'm spending $150,000 on a two-handed Nautilus with a date now the market's kind of cooled maybe I'll just spend $150,000 on an independent watch brand that is actually much more limited in terms of production yeah. and One like very interesting yeah yeah, yeah. so the hype builds the interest and then the interest hopefully leads to education and the education hopefully leads to a wider understanding of the market and the products. So here's a silly question. Oh, off you go, Naz. <laughs> no, no, it's just because you're obviously a stylish man. And oh, you know, what, 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 and, oh, you know wow. and you know how like as women we always like look at what other women we sort of look to see what other women are wearing. As a man oh, such nice earrings there behind as, the back. Like, as, bitch, you see her earrings. <laughs> Cheap fucking earrings. <laughs> That is definitely not my language. <laughs> definitely not me. Um, no, but I will always like. Actually, I've gone up to someone and said, "I love what you're wearing." What would make you turn your head, and as a guy, what passes say, "I love what he's wearing." No, I, I appreciate and I and I find like interest in everything. Honestly, you know, like especially if he has a story for it. Like, oh, I bought this on my when I when I got my pay rise or, or my my. Uh, Promotion, or when my child yeah, but you was born, don't know or, that no, you don't know, no, 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 no. But you're just looking at no, what he's wearing. The just conversation is what's interesting. Yeah, yeah. The because it could, because going back to it, it's like such a, a a personal decision in some ways, right? So if someone's like, oh, I just bought this because I heard it's expensive. Then it's kind of oh like, yeah, that's no, that's yeah, dull. Like very new money. Dull, no, yeah. yeah. Whereas if it's like, oh, you know, my dad always wanted to buy this watch, and my dad passed away, and I said to myself, I will buy this watch one day in honor of him. Yeah. How nice. I I love that. How, how nice is that? Yeah. Regardless of the price, it could yeah. be $100. But I wasn't actually just talking about watches. I was just talking about... About aesthetic. aesthetic. I mean, yeah. it kind of depends, right? Here it's quite, quite hot. So, I mean, walking around in a suit is maybe a bit... Uh, <laughs> You'll be like, what the... Yeah. What is his challenge? Yeah. Oh, yeah final? Like, final? Final? Final thoughts, final thoughts on the industry? Where is it going from here? Up. Oh, what about, we didn't really ask about your thoughts of like, this new trend in women. 
And you trying to whip what, like transsexuals? Is this like. <laughs> no! Is this, is this the trans so, we're going we're gonna, we're gonna to delete it, but more, more, more. We're seeing. How many more women collect collecting? Serious women collecting. You naughty boy. No, there are. And it's, it's super cool, also, you know? It's, it's nice because I think. It can, it's also a, a piece of jewelry. It's also um, an expression from a female point of view. So yes, it's very nice. I think there are brands that are making really nice pieces for women. I think Van Cleef do a really nice job. I think Bulgari do a really nice yeah. job. Patek makes some beautiful pieces. You, yeah. know, you can go across the board. And I think um, women that become interested in watches from a technical point of view and not just from a jewellery aesthetic point of view in some ways do you know a girl do you know a girl called watch fashionista she's got a good wrist i heard about her yeah. <laughs> you don't like what choices of watches because they're just about pretty no, 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 no. <laughs> but it's cool right it's like but this is what it is yeah. it's like this, this is kind of how people get into watches right this was my idea in the beginning it's like yeah. okay here's a watch on like a black velvet tray yeah. so it's almost like a museum piece like you can't touch whereas like what Misha did is like here's a watch with my bracelets with my shoes in my car yes. in my garden you know it's like adding like real life yeah. emotion to it yeah so people feel like this is actually how people enjoy their watches this is what you do yeah. you know and it adds like an element of of relatability I think you buy it, what you love you buy cool. what you love you must all for me it's always about buying what I love and I know that a lot of times people in the watch industry think oh, well Misha doesn't have a you know uh, a flying tourbillon with a minute repeater that makes coffee in the morning as well but <laughs> but Misha likes things that look cute on the wrist with bracelets right well, that's cool is there anything wrong with that no very nice is there is there a final word from you because I, I really enjoyed actually oh, yes. what you've said well, in terms of your perspective on this thank you well um, I thought a final word I don't know I'm, I'm not like someone to take so seriously but I guess no but well, you've I, said I, some questions Quite I, meaningful things, actually, more than I yeah. thought you would. <laughs> like, yeah, she thought you were shallow. It's like he looks stupid, but maybe he read a book no. in his life no. once. No, not at all. <laughs> not like that, you meanie. Um, oh, look, it's really enjoyable. It's it's like really, I'm lucky to do something that I enjoy. And yeah. Have turned it, you know, with the help of my partners or whatever, into a business. Yeah. And I'm. You know, in the world, there's not many people that get to do something Absolutely. that they really enjoy in life um, as, you know, a business. So I'm, I'm happy for that. And, you know, the, the people that I've, I've met, you know, along the way and, and ongoing is, you know, people that I would have never have met otherwise. Yeah. So, you know, the memories that you create doing this in some way directly indirectly is I think the most valuable asset that you extract at the end right the conversations that you have the people that you meet the experiences that you have we've met some great people yeah. this last few days yeah. including say, you that we want to say you. thank you thank Anish. you so much I'm glad I hounded you and got you here <laughs> in the end <laughs> I did add it yes live and living color and he brought us a very special watch, very special watch. Yeah. thank you so much 
for being here. And don't worry, we will do it another time in a studio on a longer version where we're going to really grill you. You can go anywhere, anywhere. Studio, I don't know, beach, restaurant. <laughs> Highway. I love that. Yeah. We'll do it on a plane. I love that. We'll do it on a plane. Yeah, Let's go, go to a plane. Yeah. Yeah, we'll yes. do it. We'll do it. There's well, some great like, Karak like, places. Honestly, yes. I like that. This is the kind of thing that I like because yeah. you know you travel so much. Every yeah. day it's like, oh, which Michelin star restaurant should Listen. Oh, no. you go to or should your clients and it becomes so boring. It's like, next oh, time you come, we will take you on a tour of Dira and Satwa. But hold on. You were supposed to be coming to Oman to yes. visit. When are you coming to Oman with Dale? Bro, I'll stay. Where is he? Where is he? Don't ask me. Dayo! Dayo! Where is he? Yeah, yeah. I'll come with him. Yeah. Yes. You have to come and visit. Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to hold you to that. And with that, guys, we want to say thank you thank so you much. So much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Pleasure meeting you. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for the Sugar Mamas podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.